From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 536. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace and Uni Pizza Ovens. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Hey, Mike. How's it going today? Not too bad. Not too bad. How about you? I am really good. I am really mm. excited about mm. today's episode. This is going to be an mm. X rated episode mike oh um, whoa. whoa hey no this is our 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 general uh, terminology of product x product right you know the 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 brand uh. by brand collaboration x rated products and i could not be more excited to talk about this first x rated product with you okay so this is the lamy x pokemon safari limited editions <laughs> I knew it would get us started. That's why I just wanted mm-hmm. to go as send us off the deep end from the jump. Lamy Pokemon Safari Limited Edition. We have seen in the past, Mike, the Pikachu Lamy Pokemon. Right on my desk. L- Looking yep. at it right now. One of the best jobs, right? That mm-hmm. in any brand uh, collaboration has has done before. They just did it right from you know, top to bottom from the packaging to the pen to the accessories provided with the pen to the color to the pricing. Like everything was on point. I know you were excited about that. This time, Mike, we don't have one new pen or Pokemon to to catch. We have four. And as our resident uh, Pokemon expert, I would like you to take the floor for a moment before I get into the nuts and bolts of what this is. And tell me what your thoughts were on seeing this link in the show notes. This is absolutely sick. Like, it is unbelievable. So there are four pens. They have a Bulbasaur, Charmander, Charmander, Squirtle. And Jigglypuff, for some reason. I'm not exactly sure why they chose Jigglypuff. Maybe they just wanted a mm-hmm. pink one. They've gone for Gem 1s. Uh, mm-hmm. This would have been Pikachu if they hadn't already done it, mm-hmm. I feel like. Mm-hmm. But they went with uh, Jigglypuff. So these include a color-matched pen to each character, along with two clip charms. This is mm-hmm. like the Pikachu one. One yeah. is like a... Actually, I think there's three, actually. One is like a little logo. Oh, no, so there's two. The one's like a little kind of like an emblem. Like there's like fire, fairy, water, grass. Mm-hmm. Then there is one which is the character's head. Uh, and then there's also like a little figurine. Now, that yes. th- that's different to the Pikachu one. It doesn't one. attach. It doesn't attach no. to the Well, clip. like that there is actually an extra, like a figurine. Oh, then yes, they come exactly. in these like these cases that like I can't completely work out what's going <laughs> on with the case because the case is really large. Um, mm-hmm. And it looks like there's something interesting going on there. Now, the case with the uh, Pikachu edition makes noise when you open right. and close it. I, I, I can't work out exactly what's going on here. It might just be like an overly unnecessary display case for everything <laughs> is like what it looks like. But it's it's very physically large. Kind of gives me uh, Pokedex vibes a little mm-hmm. bit. Then it seems like it comes in a beautiful display box. Oh, they have Pokeball stands. So, like, there's a Pokeball in the case that's a stand, like what I have for the for the Pikachu edition. So you yeah, like a pin in. stand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then it comes in a great box and an equally excellent bag. And they are selling inks that match that come in these also killer limited edition cases. <laughs> this is absolutely unbelievable, especially when it they're, what, like 140 yen? Uh, uh, Hong Kong dollar, the four ninety eight Hong no. Kong dollar, which is like 
It's I did 50 the fifty bucks did the, or something. Yeah, it's like sixty four dollars. I don't get it. It's breaks my brain. Yeah, to understand the level of work that went into this. Yep, and they're only sixty four dollars. I this is like an S tier production. Like yes. of it's as quality, good as I've ever of, seen them do. Of like, story, the tie in is just yeah. unbelievable. Um, and there's not just one. There's four, four, right? So there's four different ones. The I, I I don't get it. On one hand, I'm like insanely impressed. On the other hand, I'm absolutely livid at Lamy for not doing more of this for a broader audience, mm. right? Mm. Like I am, like I look at this and my jaw drops, and then I'm that just makes me mad <laughs> on top yeah. of it too. Because I mean, this is a long term thing with me and Lamy. It's like they have it in them. They have it in them. They've proven it time and time again. And then they do something like this, which is one of legitimately, as a non-Pokemon fan, one of the best things they have ever done from a branding collaborative design uh, manufacturing perspective. And it's like super highly limited, which is fine. It's just they, they don't do enough. It's like I was, you know, really spoke highly of the the glossy red all-star that we talked mm-hmm. about you know with the with the yellow section and how excited i got about that now i'm just mad at it like mm. that's ridiculous that that's what i get well brad they and, clearly and, put all their work into this <laughs> right they haven't got anything left in them <laughs> it's unbelievable it's the only thing obscene the, the only thing that's weird is the 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 cartridges are like a an added purchase, which the little the little cartridge and they're all black, yeah, ink, which is yeah. they're not special links. It's just a little bit weird. You're charging so little for this set. Just charge me seventy five dollars and throw that in there. Right? Yeah, I see what you mean. I see what you so, mean. It's like it might be a case of pe- like they couldn't find a way to fit it in the display box, <laughs> so it's just like we don't want to include it. I guess I don't know. Uh, I spent twenty five minutes this morning buying one. <laughs> Because it was Bulbasaur, because he's the best. Don't don't come at me. Bulbasaur is is the OP starter Pokemon. Gotcha. Everyone thinks that Charmander's the best, just because Charizard Pokemon cards are so rare. Mm -hmm. So now, like, Mm -hmm. it's blood in everybody's minds. It's very like like, number two kind of. You know. Yeah. If if, like if you're playing Gem One, if you start with Bulbasaur, you will have a good time for the first three gems. You start with any of the others, you have like a horrible time at at least one of them. No one can tell me I'm wrong, all right? Uh, <laughs> that's just the end of it. I went with Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur was my first starter Pokemon because it's the best one. Yeah, can it took, I? It was, this was the, the purchasing process. Mm, yes, please tell me about this. was fine. It okay. was just it just required a lot of translation, and there were some pages where I had to just flip a coin and press a button like sure. to see what would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel pretty confident that I did it, like, I got an email. <laughs> and, and, like, with these things, I always pay in PayPal. Sure. Because at least I know I'm going to get a receipt in English from PayPal. Right. And also with PayPal, like, I'm going to get the order form, like, the final order form, the payment form, 100% in my native language. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, you know, I've gone for it. I'm going to see what happens. Like, uh, maybe at some point, like, I will get one. But, like, who who could even tell? 
But I would just the fact that they are making this available for overseas purchase. It's like to me, I felt like I'm foolish if I don't. Yeah. So this, do this. link we're sharing came from Inkhouse Hong Kong. Um, I've definitely heard of them. I haven't bought anything from right. them before, but they they've made a point like in their Instagram post. Hey, overseas purchase. Here's the link you want to mm-hmm. use for that. I don't know if this is an Inkhouse Hong Kong exclusive. These usually are more like region exclusives, like you know the Chinese market, um, you know, or the Japanese market or whichever market that they're in. So I imagine other stores will have this. I don't think this is an Inkhouse particular. It, this is too big of a brand to be a a specific exclusive exclusive but i think it is a region exclusive just like pikachu was which by the yeah, way Pikachu was china right yeah and this is i assumedly china as well hong kong yeah um essentially um didn't pikachu cost around a hundred dollars like u.s dollars Wasn't i it around 90 100 something like that no memory I that's what i had in my remember. head so like i am I'm really impressed with Lamy here. I'm really angry <laughs> at the same, by the same token. Like I can't stop looking at these. Like, you know, I don't need any of these. I'm not going to, I'm not going to order any of these. I would love, like if I, if I stumbled across one, yeah, I would get it. But like, I don't have any, you know, favorite. Um, Can I, can I, I, I might have to shop based on their translated name. Can I give you the translated names real quick, Mike? <laughs> yeah, man. All right. So uh, Jigglypuff uh, is Wave Ball. Okay. Fair, that's, fair. that's pretty good. Uh, is it Bulbasaur? What's is yeah, is Bulbasaur, the yeah Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur is strange. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Squirtle is cherry. No, that there must doesn't be, make any sense. There must be some kind of word, tra- like actual word translation that, that part of that name translates into cherry. Um, and Charmander is actually very accurate. Little fire. So that okay. one, that would make sense. So uh, strange and cherry <laughs> are very interesting to me. So but just I just logged at- in, and for some reason, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have two order numbers. Okay, but did I you order the ink cartridges? One. Yeah, but it's all in one. All in one order. order. Yeah, I don't know. We'll find out later on. You know what I mean? But like, at some yeah. point, yeah. And just real quick on what's important to me, the actual physical safari itself. So the whole barrel is a single color matching, you know, essentially the the Pokemon they're trying to to design around. And then the clip is an alternate color. So like, uh, um, you know, uh, Charmander's like orange barrel and yellow clip and Bulbasaur is like a light green barrel with a darker green clip and Squirtle's like a blue barrel with a yellow clip. And um, Jigglypuff is like pink on pink, just darker pink. So it's really, really nice. It's really, really beautiful safaris. Like these, any like if these were just like the limited edition, hey, we're gonna make these these great color limited editions. I mean, these would be just bangers for mm-hmm. for that. So yeah, the again, colors are so good. I again, went with uh, a left-handed nib because they offered it. Okay, that's good. Yeah, Lamy has always had that steel nib mm-hmm. in their. Uh, in their catalog, but they never offer it as a base. You know, yeah. usually I you would have to. Have buy to it. Yeah, usually you would have to have someone as have it as like an add-on uh, type of thing. It never would just come like pre-installed. So that's good that you could you could do that. That's uh, I got that's mine cool. in the um, uh, the Lamy store in San Francisco. I think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is where I I picked mine up. Uh, yep, I got one there, um, and I have it in my uh, my Rushi. Okay, good, 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 good. Feels like a good home for it. Yeah, that's great. These are, I, it's just fantastic. Like, I love seeing this. You know, we, we go so on and mega. on about these silly oh products, God. but, yeah, but it's so like, good, though. Like, this is based, just so good. 
Yeah, just like based on like my entire life, just harping on Lamy Safari and seeing this and just absolutely loving it. It just, you know, it's like, it's, it's really amazing to see. And it just still leaves me a little bit short and like, come on, let's do some more. <laughs> let's just make some regular stuff that's just completely uh, awesome like this. Well, and, I uh, mean, my, my things, I just don't, I just, I don't understand why you would go to this level and not try and make a worldwide exclusive. However, what I will mm-hmm. say on that, I'm not going to level the blame at Lamy's door on this one. The Pokemon company is very strange. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of products that are region exclusives. Like, there's a keycap company called Dwarf Factory, and mm-hmm. they make like really incredible designed artisan keycaps all by hand. And, you know, they started off making more like fantasy stuff, hence the name. But mm-hmm. they've gotten some, they got a deal with Pokemon Asia. And they make gotcha. these incredible Pokemon keycaps, but you cannot buy them outside of Asia. Right. And it's like, it's such a strange thing because they have a huge, like, worldwide presence. Like, they have a really big deal with Drop, I think, for a lot of their stuff. Oh, really? And these keycaps, these Pokemon keycaps, are basically perfect. Uh, mm-hmm. And you cannot get them. And I find it very odd. Yep. So, yeah, this whole thing is odd in the best way possible and perfect for us. And I, I adore these. I hope to see. Uh, I, I can't wait to get yours. I, I want to see. We'll, we'll, we'll have to revisit when, when they arrive. I don't think they yep. ship till like mid-November or something like that. This was a, a short pre-order, um, but they will, they will ship in a couple of weeks. So I'll, I'll be looking forward to seeing the actual, like the physical goods in, in hand. I know the pen is going to be fine, but I definitely want to see your, get your thoughts on the accessories and things like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Th- that, that one is it. So the deal is, I wanted to check it because, yeah, the deal is with Pokemon Asia, but you can only buy these in Vietnam. Which is like it gets it goes like multiple levels down these these Pokemon keycaps. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's with all of Pokemon Asia, but only in Vietnam can you buy these things. It's yeah. like yeah. why? Like why just <laughs> Vietnam? Like it's it's very strange. So I'm not going to level the blame at Lamy for the no, uh, I have no release blame. on that one. No, I'm just jealous. I like I, yep. this. Like I know you can do this, Lamy, and you just proved everything I've ever wanted. Like mm-hmm. in a single release. And you've charged I, I about just, half of what you could charge. Yeah, for I just could not believe the price. I, I could not right. believe it. Like, I was convinced I'd done it wrong. Right. Right. It and and it was, yeah, I was like, is this a translation error? Like, how can this be like $60? Like, right. how are you making any money on this? There's so mm. much stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wild. I'm so excited. Thank you yeah. for bringing this to my attention. Good, good, good. I'm glad you. I'm glad you ordered one. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they're very cool, and uh, I, I look forward to seeing. I know that a bunch of people are interested in this, so I, I look forward to seeing them, seeing them around, and I hope everyone enjoys it because I think it's just really, really cool. I look forward to adding Bulbasaur to my desk here. <laughs> This episode of The Pen Addict is brought to you by Uni Pizza Ovens, the world's number one pizza oven company. They make surprisingly small ovens powered by your choice of either wood, charcoal, or gas, letting you make restaurant-quality pizza in your own backyard. So they have choices. The choices upon choices upon choices. You can choose one of their ovens that specifically have a type of power. So, for example, the Unicoda 16. Uh, the Unicoda 16 is one of the most popular models. It cooks up to 16-inch pizzas, so it's a big boy. It has an L-shaped burner at the back. It's really innovative to give you even heat distribution. And that's a gas oven. But they also have uh, options for wood. They have options for charcoal. Or you can go with the Unicaru, 
which you can use all three. It's made to use wood, charcoal, or gas. You can just decide which one you want it to be. It's multi-fueled. The pizza ovens start from just $299. They have free shipping to the US, UK, and the EU. They also sell a bunch of accessories from peels to cutters to oven tables. Now, what makes Uni pizza ovens so great is they can reach temperatures of up to 900 degrees Fahrenheit, 500 degrees Celsius. This enables you to cook restaurant-quality pizza in as little as 60 seconds. The high temperature is what you need to separate it from what you can do in a home oven and give you that excellent result. It is restaurant-quality pizza in your own backyard. They're really portable. They'll fit into any outside space, just like the Dowdy garden, right? You have one. Yeah, yeah. And and fall is the perfect season for getting outside and cooking mm. these pizzas. And mm-hmm. you're, you're talking about the temperatures. It's like, yeah, I don't believe I don't believe that thing is going to get those temperatures. Right. And but I have the little, you know, the little laser gun where you can check the temperature. And I was like, all right, so I'm going to test this thing out. And you pop that on there. It's like 750, like right after you've launched it. It's like, OK, this thing is going to be cranking here pretty soon. So, yeah, it's really, really impressive technology and just really cool and easy to use. That's yep. what makes it so great. Right. It's 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 shockingly simple and it just makes a great product. So yeah, I could I could not appreciate my uni enough. And every time of year is the perfect time of year for pizzas. But if you have an outside pizza oven, right? An outdoor pizza oven, this is the perfect time to go cook them, right? Exactly. It's not going to be too cold, not going to be too hot. Listeners of this show can get 10% off their purchase of an Uni pizza oven. That could be up to $50 off an Uni Coda 16. Just go to uni.com and use the code ADDICT2022 at checkout. That is Addict2022, 2022. So that's uni.com, com, and use the code Addict2022 for 10% off. Uni Pizza Ovens are the best way to bring restaurant-quality pizza to your own backyard. Thanks to Uni Pizza Ovens for the support of this show and Relay FM. So I'm bringing up this next uh, X-rated pin. This is Kaveco X Tokyo Bike mm-hmm. Mike. And just on the surface, it's like, it's like a massive letdown coming from the Lamy. And honestly, it's really not something that I would normally put in the show notes, but I wanted to talk about it because I never give Kaveco much grief about their pens and they just kind of do what Lamy does, you know, just make cool, make single color, single barrel branded stuff. And like, I love every one of them. Like, I, I don't know why I'm so hard on Lamy uh, in relation to, to someone like Kaveco, but like, this is a very simple, straightforward kind of sunflower yellow barrel um, I bought, um, I bought a, a bright sunshine one. I think mine was called actually sunset from Fanta Plumo years ago. And just having a, like a yellow pocket pen just really makes me happy. I don't know why it's probably my most used plastic barrel Kaveco. And this is just another option for, uh, someone who, who did not get that, um, that yellow uh, sunset one from Fanta Plumo years ago. This is a little bit different shade a little bit more subtle, um, but it's just a really cool and unique thing. And that leads me into the next point, Mike. The next link I just added this morning, Kaveco, and I'm calling this Kaveco Choice Choice. (laughs) So this is kind of the translation from a tweet I saw this morning um, from a company called uh, Pentonote, I believe. And they're doing an in-house event where you can go build your own Kaveco. And now, like, this is something I've always talked about, like, with Lamy or with Kaveco or with Sailor. We've seen Sailor kind of dabble in some of the build-your-own stuff um, as well. And I'm wondering, my question just to anyone is, 
is this an authorized Kaveco event or are they just taking apart all of their inventory Kavecos and letting you come mix and match and <laughs> charging you a little slight premium for that? And I yeah. think it's that. I think it's the latter. I think they're taking their Kaveco inventory, disassembling them and letting you re-put them together, which I could pretty much do at my house. And we do. Like People put their Lamy's safaris together, take them apart, mix and match. Same with the Kavecos. They're really fun for that. And I honestly, I think we should do more of that. I just wonder, <laughs> would uh, Kaveco or Lamy or anyone just kind of uh, put the put the hammer down on something like this in store? I find it interesting that they're planning an event around this. What do you think? I feel like this would be too complicated to try and just do on your own, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, they have like diagrams and imagery. Like they've put work into this. Yeah, it's a cool idea. I mean, I'm I'm assuming they've been given the AOK to do it. It would be a weird thing to do. Like if you were making their products, like a carrier of their products, I don't think you'd mm-hmm. want to mess around, right? Right. Um, right. But so we've as seen well, like with the finials, like it looks like Unicu can add a finial too, and mm-hmm. I can't imagine you'd like you know you could try and like oh you could get a bunch of pens and unscrew them from each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean it's interesting. Um, it's certainly a way to get the vibe of the what is that that one the one that i really like the look of is that Kaveco pen like the soul pen you know what i'm talking about oh yeah yeah yeah. the student the the yeah. larger one yeah the, the student, student and it's like something yeah it's like a two-tone or whatever yeah. like disco soul jazz soul rock yeah. they're, they're all like kind of music themes yeah and the image that's on the tweet reminds me of the colors there, right? With like the orange True. and the cream or whatever. Yeah, I think it's a cool idea. I, I remember we were looking at this. There was a store doing this for Pro Gears at one point, right? Yeah, so Sailor has dabbled in this. There's a company called Ballograph that does mm-hmm. their ballpoints in some of the Japanese stores. It's a Swedish brand, I believe. And they have some retailers in Japan. Again, this is like in-store events, right? You're only going to get this in certain markets, right? Not all markets could support something Kobathor like this. Kobathor in Discord says, Kaveco brings the finial press when they do the build-your-own-pens. So this Now, must be that's like interesting. So they don't list it as Kaveco-supported, but that makes me very much think that it's at least, you know, the regional... Kaveco distributor is like involved in this so that that makes some sense because they do have an image of the finial right because when you get the gold trim or the gold foil stamping on the Kaveco barrels they match it with the gold finial but you could swap that around and um, use silver silver finials um so yeah it's super interesting and that it if it's Kaveco supported like I'm way into this so that that they want to do it it is stock colors right like I'm looking at all the barrel colors these are their regular stock colors but if Kaveco themselves or the distributor the regional distributor is actively supporting that level of broken down inventory like that's pretty cool like i like this so it's fun to see you know this is not something we're going to see very often you know we might see it you know one year at one of the biggest pin shows like i don't even know if you get this at like the tokyo international pin show or things like that like i could build my own plotter at san francisco this year but it was very much more simple uh in parts um than this but i hope we see more of this in a broader scope as opposed to just like little store um you know store exclusive things like this but i i love seeing it and it was just an interesting thing to uh pop up in my feed that caught mm-hmm. my eye and i was like oh yeah i'm i'm completely down with this so yeah very cool next one mike god 
I have a lot of a lot of pros and cons on these these uh, <laughs> these topics I'm bringing up, and the next one is Conid. Yep. I'm pretty familiar with the brand. I'm not totally sure you are. You're certainly aware of them. Yeah, I know um, them. I know yeah. they're, you know, they're the pen brand that people like because they make the pens where you can put a ton of ink in them. Yeah, and they're just And they've like, done a lot of weird and wonderful stuff. Our friend of the show Thomas Hall always yes. would show me different coned pens. And I know that they shut down during COVID, right? Like and nobody right. knew if they were coming back or not. They were essentially a subsidiary of a medical manufacturing company, right? So they just made these highly, highly engineered, maybe over-engineered pens that were fan- just absolutely fantastic. Love them. And everyone who, who bought one loved them. But they essentially stopped making pens for the last three years because their focus was in medical manufacturing, right? So they had to, you know, stop making these pens. And everyone was curious, like, is this are they ever going to come back and what is it going to be? Are they ever going to make these pens again? Drove the secondary market for these pens bananas because they were already expensive to begin with, right? Like the cheapest Conids at the time were like in the three hundreds, but they all went all the way up to like, you know, seven, $800 and more. And people wouldn't, wouldn't hesitate to spend that. So the secondary market you can imagine is, you know, cranking four figures and, all that stuff. So they were very highly sought after pen just from, this is like a a very high nerd level type of pen, right? This is not a pen. You just like randomly land on across at a pen story. Like you got to hunt these down and, and, and decide if it's something for you and you want all that engineering in there and want to, to mess with it and want to, you know, pay the price for it. So they were very popular and they stopped making them. So now there have been rumors that, hey, they're going to start making some pens and redoing them. So they have partnered. If you go to the Conant site, ConantPen.com, they have these little pop-ups on there that they are partnering with uh, PenWorld.eu to sell Conant pens. So in the past, you had kind of been able to build your own Conant. Just in the general sense, you could pick the barrel style right and you could pick a few different options and you know different nib sizes and thing like that directly from conid and have it made and shipped to you so now what conid is doing according to this article we'll link in the show notes is they're manufacturing a few pins and they're just going to be inventoried at pen world and whatever inventory pen world has is what conids are available so right now they i hesitate to ter- use the term relaunch because they are they restocked a pen that they used to sell at pen world with this is this really beautiful red pen it was kind of a pen world exclusive but that's the pen that they went with as the restock and like the base level pens like 750 euros um something like that yeah 750 euros and they have a king size pen that's a 995 euros Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing that they do with the pen, uh, and they already sold out of this restock, so I don't know how many they had oh uh, <laughs> available. <laughs> um, the interesting thing, like when I was researching them yesterday, I was doing this live on stream, and you go and you look at the pen. So I'm going to look at the the regular red fountain pen, which is 749 euro, right? So you go and look at it, and just like if you're a Conan person in this material, it's like I get the price. Like I understand it. It's extraordinarily expensive, and now they're making probably even less of them, so it's even going to be more expensive. But say you want that pen, and you go, and you see it's 749 euros, and then there's a nib drop down, and the nib, you know, you can choose your regular fine steel nib or your titanium nibs. There's an upcharge for 
a nib, like period. Like it does not come with a steel nib. So it's not 749 euro if you want a pen. It's 749 euros plus $42 if you want a steel nib or plus $118 if you want a titanium nib. It's like, why isn't the steel nib built into the price? But anyway, it, it was really bothering me yesterday. <laughs> so um, the problem now is as I was going through these yesterday, they're all out of stock. So I was trying to figure out the final price is like, is this VAT included prices? Cause they, these are really expensive, right? They're really expensive. And I was kind of like a little bit taken aback. It's like on one hand, I get it because like the secondary market is dictating that these people will pay these prices. Right. But these new pens, um, I went and put one in the cart to see, um, there's no note if VAT was included or it'll be removed if you're a non VAT, uh, accepting country. So it, I put the 995 euro king size and then I added $235 for the titanium nib. So that made it uh, 1,230 euros. But when I put it in my cart shipping to the U S it did take, it looks like it removed the VAT. So it only ended up being like um, 1,010 euros, Mike. So still it's ridiculously. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. It's perfectly fine. It's, it's, it's a okay. Um, so Conan is back. Um, air quotes, right? This is uh, my version of Conan being back would be for them to have their standard stock pen available regularly for somewhere between three and $500. Mm-hmm. Then Conan's back. This is Conan's special edition. I almost, I, I said it out loud and I certainly don't know this. And this is just, this is just, you know, rampant speculation on my part is like, did they have these parts already? Like, this was something that they built for this company beforehand. Like, are they just, like, redoing, like, rebuilding these pens now uh, that they have time to put this inventory together? Because I want to see the basic Conid come back, you know? Mm. The standard Minimalisticas or the standard Slim bulk fillers or some of the really cool classic Conids mm-hmm. that are, you know, like, in the $500 range. And then then I'll say Conid's back. Until then, I'm not really sure what we're getting right here. But... Whatever inventory they had, they sold because yesterday there were still some available and now there's not. So it's interesting to follow if you're like a super nerd into the into the Conids. And that is certainly a, a very uh, particular market. Like the people who like their Conids really like their Conids. So we'll, we'll see. I want to see this keep going and then we'll decide if Conid is back or not. At least a little bit. Yeah. I mean, okay, there's... There's it signs depends. of life. There's yeah. signs of life. This so, is more than there was before. But yeah, it's more this than making a small limited amount of pens that only sell through one regional uh, retailer is not like... Yeah, and a premium premium limited model at that. It's not like yeah. a, a traditional Conid, if you will. So we'll, we'll see. I, I'd be interesting to watch it because I do like the pens. I have one. Um, like I don't need more. I'm probably going to sell this one that I have. Um, just because I don't use it enough for for the price that I paid for it, you know, we'll talk about that later. But uh, yeah, like I do like them. I love the bulk fillers. I like the slims. So yeah, we'll see. I would like them to be back. We're we're better. Uh, you know, it's a great option to have in the stationary market when yeah. Conid is building pens. But um, if this is the option, well, it's kind of insignificant in my mind. 
This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. From products, services, even the content that you create, Squarespace has got you covered. You'll be able to easily and quickly create a website by taking advantage of one of their beautiful best-in-class website templates. You can very easily customize it to fit your needs and to fit your brand. You can put your colors in, you can put your logo in. It's very easy to create the layout and you do all of this just in your web browser and their apps. It's all drag and drop and you can just very easily tap in to add content. Everything's super customizable. It's just clicking around and choosing options, which I find to be very satisfying and very easy to do. They're uh, they have the categories that they have for the templates make it really easy for you to get uh, the perfect starting place as well. So you can go in and be like, I want to make this type of website or I have this type of business and then you can get it going and customized. If you want to have a blog, they have tons of powerful blogging tools for you to share stories, your photos, videos, updates about what you've got going on, which you can then categorize and share. Also to schedule your posts as well. So the content will post when you want it to make it work for you. And talking about what's working, you'll be able to use insights to grow your website to grow your business. If you've ever wondered where your visitors are coming from, maybe where your sales are coming from, if you have one of the stores integrated, you can just set that up very easily to sell your goods. You can do that with Squarespace. You can work out with their insights which channels are most effective. This can be analyzed. You can take a look at it. They've got all of the data in there. What's great is that when you have that data, you can improve your content, you can improve your sales offerings, and then maybe build a marketing strategy based on, based on your top keywords or your most popular products or content. Go right now and try it out for yourself. Just if you go to squarespace.com slash penaddict, you can sign up for a free trial, no credit card required, and you can dig in and customize your entire website exactly the way that you want it. And then when you're ready to launch it to the world, use the offer code penaddict to check out and you will save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash penaddict. And then when you sign up, use the offer code penaddict and you will get 10% off your first purchase to show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for the continued support of this show and Relay FM. Can I just say real quick about Squarespace? They do not rest on their laurels. They are always adding and tweaking and updating like literally everything. Like they'll mm-hmm. send out an email, say, hey, here's all the new things. And it'll be like 20 <laughs> new things. Yeah. It's not just like one thing. So yeah, um, you know, I should probably get in there and uh, check out some of the new bells and whistles. I haven't mm-hmm. uh, haven't been doing that, but they, they make it easy. I could just like, I can go test them kind of live, but without publishing it to, to like prod, if you will, yeah. like you can have this little test a little playground and then just when i'm done i could say do i like this and want to keep it and just go yeah and it lives so that's it's it's cool so there you go nice all right we got yeah we got one horror story this week mike i'm gonna let you read it i'm gonna let you read it all right oh oh, oh, wait or have you read it yet i have Mm -hmm. read it do you want me to read it to you yeah yeah let's do that let's do that i like this one so brad this just happened to me spooky season delivers I go to my, go to ink my Lamy 2000 55th anniversary edition for the first time. This is the blue one, I believe, or is that the brown one? I'll have to check. But it's one of those, you know, fancy Macaron color Macaron, either blue or brown. Mm-hmm. Inking it up for the first time. Before I do, I carefully switch out the nib for a fantastic OBB. So that's an oblique broad nib. I'm really looking forward to it. I haven't inked a Lamy 2000 in a while, and I wanted to use this special pen with a special nib. I just need to find a special ink, right? Perusing my stash, I find my bottle of Lamy Petrol. Perfect. When was the last time I used this? As I finish inking, I lift the section out of the bottle, and out comes a slimy goop attached Mm -hmm. to it. 
slime in the bottle. Slime in the limited edition ink. I just put slime inside this way too expensive pen. Despair and defeat were the immediate emotions. I dumped the ink and take apart my pen to clean thoroughly. At least I got a good story out of it and a lesson learned. Check your inks if it's been a few years. I know moldy inks are somewhat common horror stories, but the fact that this happened today and with such a rare item compelled me to share. This gives me chills. <laughs> slime? What is going on there? So I don't know that I've ever actually had a slimy ink, but it's basically short of congealing it you know the the different particles will almost like kind of stick together and you know it's just kind of an unhealthy you know chemical (laughs) chemical change in their uh fibrous mold as as the chat says um that essentially ruins the ink like it just needs to be pitched and thrown out and to put this into what is really in a very expensive and rare pen blindly. Um, yeah. And, and I would say that, something like a Lamy 2000, especially mm-hmm. bad for, if mm-hmm. cause you can't see in, you can't see in it yet. Yeah, yeah. It has, it has an, uh, an ink window, but you're not going to get like any type of accurate representation. Like you'll see the ink levels. You're not going to see the, you know, if you've got all the slime out of it and, um, Taking the apart those Lamy two thousands, you think it would be easy, but they have this wonderful little part in there that helps the clip attach to the barrel that people lose all the time because it's like this little microscopic little metal ring and it just flies out. Um, it's awful. This is this is not a Hall of Famer, um, but this is <laughs> this is, this is perfectly horrible mm-hmm. for. If I was in this in this situation, I would be absolutely horrified, and I would have banged out the same email, going, "You have got to be kidding me! That I just did this, I you know saved up or bought this really special pen, and just gunked it up on the first fill. It's not like I've had this pen for a couple of years, and like I made a mistake grabbing this ink. It's like I'm gonna make this really special, and then just failed miserably. So I I appreciate you sharing this with us, Jacob, because it was just. Like it gives me chills. It's gross. Um, so yes, this is a good sign. Check your inks. You can you want to so here's a tip. So if you haven't used it, haven't used an ink in a while, you you want to do two things. You want to grab the ink without shaking it and open the bottle, right? You want to look in the top first. And this is before like shaking the bottle. All right. So look in the top and see if like there's any mold or anything on the top. Then close the close the thing, close it back, and then look on the bottom and shake it up and um, see what it looks like after you shake it up too. So like if, it, if there's mold on the top, it's instantly gone, right? So that's step one. But as Jacob found out, sometimes uh, the seaweed leaves lives deep down in the ocean, right? So sometimes you have oh, to man. stick the, the nib down in there to like suck up the junk. So you want to shake it up afterwards. So it's kind of a two-step thing if you haven't used an ink in a while. So you got to and, and look at and see if anything's swirling around in there that shouldn't be swirling around in there. All the sea monsters. I don't like anything. Basically, I don't like anything. <laughs> you just said the last few I'm not happy with any of it. It's phobia in ink bottles, right? Mm-hmm. Is that is that the word? 
Uh, yeah. So um, sorry that this happened to you, Jacob. And hopefully you got that Lamy cleaned out. And now I'm kind of interested. You can email me back. What <laughs> what ink did you choose next? What was the cleansing your palate ink? Because mm-hmm. there has to be a step is like, okay, I just really like screwed up, right? But I can get out of this. Like I found it quickly. I'm going to clean it out. Do you go in with, hey, I'm going to pick this next favorite ink of mine and go with that? Or is there an intermediate step and I had almost bet like for me there would be like let me put in something average in case I didn't do a good job cleaning this out and then once I've proven to myself that it's good to go and use that ink up then I'll put in with like the real go-to ink in there so that that would be my steps in this because I overthink all this stuff very very much Michael, we got got another list, huh? We got another list. We're uh, I'm on I'm on a list kick. I'm I'm just making it a goal to finish the refresh of the top five. Yep. Uh, pens list by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. So I'm going straight down the line. This was and a lot of these at the top of the list are they're definitely not ranked in order but the more important lists are up top, right? Micro gel pens, pens you can find at the store beginner fountain pens which we discussed last week a few different price point fountain pens and then we get into some random stuff paper brands ink pencils things like that but like these are like the core important lists so last week we talked about the beginner pens right i changed that that used to be called uh top five fountain pens between you know under fifty dollars right and my thought on changing it to the beginner pens list is that price point didn't really serve the purpose of what I wanted the list to be. I really wanted to be, hey, what is my first fountain pen? What are my choices? What should I be looking at? So that's how I took that list, which means I had to take the zero to 50 fountain pens list. And then the next list um, also got absorbed into a different list. The next list was um, top five fountain pens between 50 and $100. And I even said, in the old notes section of that one that I hate that list. I said, I wish this list didn't have to exist (laughs) in the, in the old, the old format. Um, And this is a better solution to have the top five fountain pens for beginners. And then I called this list, the top five next fountain pens. As I'm thinking of it, since this is a recommendations page, I'm thinking of that first list is, Hey, I want to try a fountain pen to see if I even like it. Right. So you have your, Platinum Preppies and uh, Pilot Metropolitans, things of that nature. So if you've gone through that list and you decided, I want to keep going down this path, something about the fountain pen I enjoy, I like it, maybe I want to experiment with ink or see what other nibs are out there or find a fancier barrel, what is the next fountain pen I should look at? And I thought it was important to remove the price points from both of those categories, even though they both live in the old categories that they used to be, right? So the beginner's list, there's nothing over $25, I think. Mm. And then the top five next fountain pens, they range from like $30 to $80, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of this step up range where, you know, I, I could have really done something, you know, more expensive. But after these two lists, I am going to go back into the price points. Fair um, enough. I'm going to... I'm going to decide whether we go from like $100 to $200 or we just go from like $150 to, I don't, we'll probably do like $100 to $200. That's a pretty, that, that gives me a lot of leeway there. So we'll work on that next. But the top five next fountain pen, your second fountain pen, 
Mike, I think the best choice is the Twisby Eco. And again, like the preppy yep. and the beginner list, I don't think it's particularly close to like number two. It's like number one with a bullet, right? Because if you've liked, say you get the Pilot Metropolitan and you like it, it's like, well, now I want to explore, you know, what green ink can I get? Um, what other filling systems can I try? And the Twisby Eco answers all that and is still very good writing quality. It's a great nib. It's a great build. I know people will, will continue to harp on Twisby for some of their technical flaws in manufacturing, but I think overall they do a really good job um, of construction and everything's pretty stable as far as I've seen. So I don't have any issue recommending Twisby Eco and it forces you on that next fountain pen to buy a bottle of ink. And once yeah. you do that, you're in. You're one of us, After right? After the races. Yeah, Eco's a fantastic pen. You know, I think I suggested last time that I think it would have belonged on the other list, but I knew mm-hmm. why you didn't put it there. Yep. Um, and it made sense. But so I think that makes it like the perfect candidate to be number one on this list. Yeah. Um, it's a very easy pen to understand. The construction's great. It looks great. It feels great. You get it in a bunch of really cool colors. Uh, it's about as good as you can go for your first pen with a bottle of ink. Mm-hmm. And the thing you'll notice about all these pens on this list, which we'll continue to go through, they all they all have that one question. Or they all have that one thing that makes them not completely straightforward for a beginner, right? They're a little bit fiddly. You know, they're a piston filler. You have to buy a bottle of ink. Mm-hmm. Number two is the Lamy Safari. What's the one flaw with the Lamy Safari? It has a molded grip section. It doesn't work for everybody. Not everyone can physically grip a Lamy Safari comfortably, right? But it's number two on my list because it really kind of does work for a lot of people. It's super high quality. It's a great build. It's a classic design. You can get Pokemons in them. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe that's that's your third fountain pen is going down that path. But it's just a workhorse of a pen, right? I I love the Lamy Safari. I use the Lamy Safari personally way more than I use the Twisby Eco. I can't really answer yeah, why. I it agree. just works for me. I physically mm-hmm. enjoy using it more, but I have a very traditional grip. It's not for everybody. So um, if Twisby was number one with a bullet, it's, it's definitely the top two are kind of the most traditional next fountain pens on this list and then we branch out a little bit and one of the good things about breaking this list up this way even though the price point still stayed between 50 and 100 dollars, it allowed for a little bit of experimentation right so i go back to the pilot metropolitan it's kind of the one different pen in the beginners list because it's a little bit heavier it's you know it's a brass barrel it's got the feel and look of a classic fountain pen well, if you like that, but you wanted an even nicer pen, some would argue that maybe Platinum, uh, the Pilot is just as nice as the Lamy Studio, which comes in at number three on my list. This is your upgraded Pilot Metropolitan, right? It's the same general idea, right? It's a classic design. It's beautiful. It's well-made. Um, the one flaw or the one question you have to answer is, hey, do I like this metal grip section? Again, each of these pins on this list have that one question you have to find out for yourself. Do I like the metal grip section on this pin? For me, it shockingly works well. And I don't have really dry hands or anything, but it's smooth enough to where my hand, my fingers don't slide on the grip at all. And I don't think that's a real issue for most people. And they come in either like really fun colors. You can get some bright like aquamarine colors or you can get like an all black or all gray uh, Lamy Studio. 
I think they're just a really great, great quality. I think they're very underrated, even at around $75. They're not cheap by any stretch of the imagination, but I do actually think they're underrated. Like I would rather have a Lamy Studio than the Lamy LX, which is the premium all-star, which they charge around 50 something for 50 to $60. Like I would take the Lamy Studio every time uh, over that. It's just a different, different um, type of pen. It's great. Okay. Along the same lines is something a little bit different is the Kaveco AL Sport. Now, I was thinking of this list in a direct line from that first list. Okay, I found something I like. I want to continue down the fountain pen path. But you know what? I don't really sit at my desk to write a lot. You know, I like the Platinum Preppy or the Pilot Kakuno. I can just throw them in my pocket. You know, they're plastic barrels. I don't have to really worry about them. Is there something even cooler I can get than those that kind of fits the same, you know, throw it in my pocket and go type of pen? And I think the Kaveco AL Sport is perfect for that. This is the aluminum version. I skipped the Classic Sport completely. Um in favor of the aluminum one because I think it's just that much better. Any of the metal barrel sports are as much as I love the classic sports and I rave about them and I have more of those pins than just than any Lamy Safari or Twisby Eco. <laughs> I still prefer as a recommendation, one of the metal barrels in this case, the AL sport, which is around $70. And then you can get brass and steel ones uh, as well. And then there's even a carbon fiber one, which is very expensive. Well, comparatively, but I think this is just, it answers a certain question for a certain person. And if I'm thinking about what's next, not every next fountain pen for every fountain pen user is going to be another traditional fountain pen. And the Kaveco is traditionally styled, but it's uniquely designed to fit a certain need uh, of of person who's going to be carrying and using a fountain pen. And I think it's great. So I, I, I would recommend this just wholeheartedly. I think it's a fantastic pen. The last one, Mike. This one I don't understand. It wasn't an easy choice. And I kind of didn't know what to do here. And I think I'm not going to change it. This is the extreme nerd level pen. And this is the Twisby VAC 700. This is your choice to go off the deep end. (laughs) There are simpler pens we could have put at number five. And I'll talk about those in the notes. There's some more basic stuff I could put here at number five. But I wanted to give an option of a really cool pen that has a cool filling system looks amazing, is fun to use, and actually surprised me personally as a pen that I like and I wasn't sure I was going to. Um, so not not counting, discounting my opinion of my personal use, I would recommend this pen for a second fountain pen for someone who really wants to experiment. Like this is your experimental option. And that's the leeway I feel like I had in this next fountain pen list, as opposed to just like a pure price point list, like a pure price point list, the Twisby 580 is going to be in there 
the Twisby swipes probably going to be in there. It's probably like a full Twisby list, right? Um, the pen you mentioned before, the Kaveco student, that's probably in there. I even put the Opus 88, like the uh, Coloro or the Halo, either of those models could be in there. And I think if any of them swapped out for number five, it'd be one of the Opus 88 eyedroppers. Um, that's a good next fountain pen along the lines of the Twisby Eco, a different filling system, right? For a pen. This is, this is an extreme. I, I might take some grief for this, but in the idea of not having the same option for every person coming through the list, you know, I think is a valid one because not everyone has the same taste or the styles. And that is admittedly a very high barrier to entry if you're a new person to coming to fountain pens. But it's worth the risk and it's worth like the the neatness of the pen, right? To have something cool looking like that and really interesting functionality with the vac filling system. So that's my justification for this. I'm happy with having it on the list, although I think I might get some some blowback just as a pure list. Like why isn't the 580R on there? Like I'm I'm not gonna argue like the 580. It's excellent. Yeah. But it's it's easy, right? It's easy to choose the 580 for this list. And I think the VAC is something a little bit more experimental for someone. Like, what's the difference really between the Eco and the 580, right? It's just aesthetically. And I think the VAC is different than, than the Eco. And I think that's um, my justification for putting it on the list. And I, I think it's a really, really cool pen. So there you go. It's an interesting addition to the list. Yeah. It is, and it's not meant to be like, you know, ah, check it out, you know. I, I really think it's like... you need an, the special bottle, right? No, 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 no. I thought that Twisby made a special bottle for the VAC system. I mean, they do, but you don't have to have it. You just stick it oh, in any okay. old ink bottle. You just stick it in any bottle, like the 823, and just snap that, snap the uh, piston rod down and huh. um, bring in the ink. I don't, you know, I, don't I always thought that you had to use the VAC bottle. No, 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 no. That's an oh. option for, like, travel, and, right. you know, it's just something else that they can sell you. You absolutely oh. don't have to use the bottle. I just well, stick it in cool. the bottle of ink and snap the vacuum down, and it sucks up the ink, and you're, you're good to go. Like... <laughs> It's a, uh, yeah, thank you for that. No worries. Um, it's, it's a unique pen and um, it's, I think, deserving a spot uh, for something to think about uh, for, for people when they're going into down this path, right? This is, this is, I'm interested in fountain pens. Let me think about the next options because once you get past that beginner list, mm. you know, you really can go off in all these wild different directions and this next fountain pen list of try to like encompass a few of the differences that you can start to, um, to to look at for your own usage and just be a little bit different than uh, some of the other options out there. All right, I think that does it for this week's episode. All right, I love Thank it. Thank you so love much it. to Squarespace and Uni Pizza Ovens for their support of the show. If you want to find show notes and links and info, uh, like if you want to find the links to those Pokemon pens, you can go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 536. You can find Brad online. He is over at penaddict.com and he is at dowdyism on Twitter, penaddict on Instagram and on twitch.tv slash penaddict where Brad streams three times a week, including after we record this show live on Wednesdays. Uh, you can find me I am at imike, I-M-Y-K-E and uh, go to cortexbrand.com and you can find some wonderful uh, journals and we've got our subtle tea and subtle sweater on sale right now too. 
uh, you can go to spokedesign.com for Brad's work right now. That's the best place for the for that stuff, right? Yeah, we got some new pencils, new pencils coming soon, or new oh. an updated an update of the most classic design that we have. What I think people are going to like. So the spoke model for pencil. Uh, be looking for that in the next maybe week or so to have a kind of a refresh and a big inventory update and some new grip styles and a lot of fun stuff coming with that pencil. Then hopefully some pens uh, in the later in the year. Nice. Uh, yeah, and so we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.